right. Episode 290, No Laugh Track Podcast, take two. Or is it take three, since we restarted once last week on the episode no one heard? In any case, this is episode 290 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. Last week, I recorded an episode with Mike Kaplan that uh, I think maybe four of us heard. Mike and I, of course, recording it live, and Brandon and Joe and Eric, some people trying to get the audio to work. It didn't work. Um, So we're trying again this week, not with Mike Kaplan, although we have past episodes. Please listen to those because he's super funny and a really good guy. But Alingon Mitra is here with me. We're going to try this again. Hey. Hey. I I love this like secret track. Yes. Of Mike Kaplan. There's yes. like a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, you know. If I, want, people... I, like, I want to get it on vinyl. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I'm, this is all just a tease. I want to start making money off the episodes we don't <laughs> post. All right. The truth is it, it worked perfectly. It's one of the best ones, and I want people to send us money. No, it didn't work. And uh, But I do. There is a copy that exists in. Trust me, no one wants to hear it. But what I it makes me uh, want to hear it so much. Not more. because of content. Uh-huh. It was top five for sure. <laughs> it was the best podcast we've ever recorded. It might be, be the best podcast anyone has ever done anywhere ever. Uh, but here we are. We're going to do our best to try and recreate that magic from last week. Okay, I'll answer every question like Mike Kaplan. Could you, oh, could you? How long could that last? Huh? It could last five seconds. Five seconds. His brain works so fast. It's like, come on, it's just a robot. It's great. <laughs> exactly. He's uh, he... like when robots take over, Mike's going to be fine. Oh, you, he'll be their leader. There's no doubt about that. And that's why I'm been working real hard to get in good with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Mike. If you you or your robots are listening, you're one of my favorites. Uh, so here's the thing. We're going to start off with this. Do you believe in, like, superstitions? Like, if I do this, then something bad might happen. If I don't do this, then, you know, something good will happen. Mm, yeah. Uh, academically, I don't, but in practice, I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So... So you'll go through the motions even though you don't believe in it? Is that what you're saying? If you asked me, for example, do you believe that it, like if you see a black cat, uh, that's bad luck? I'm going to be like, of course not. Right. But But, if I see a black cat, a little part of me is going to be like, man... It, like it, it's it's seeped into because like my family is very superstitious and in India there's a lot of superstition. Okay. So it's just like seeped into me. So even though in my brain, if I think it through, I'm like, there's no reason to have this. I I, I can still it's still like in me. Okay. And I believe in like self fulfilling prophecies. So I think if you believe in a superstition, that in and of itself gives you. Like uh, that gives you the belief, and so you might end up doing what you think is going to happen as a result of that superstition. I gotcha. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing this up right away at the top of the podcast is because what did Mike answer? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I ask Mike, but this is this is based off what happened with Mike last week and what happened with a guest in an episode that also didn't get. Uh, we had another problem a few weeks back mm-hmm. when uh, Damian Lemon was in town. Okay. There was a scheduling conflict and we ended up not getting an episode out that week either yeah here's 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 what's been going on in my brain so for the last month i came to acme the wednesday the night before i was going to come talk to damien lemon came and saw his act then uh the next day we we're going to record the podcast didn't work out mm. then uh the next week i can basically here's what we're going to get down to skip all those details and just say this i didn't come to your show last night mm-hmm. because i didn't want to ruin the podcast recording because i felt like if i come to see his show wednesday night mm-hmm. something's going to happen thursday either yeah. he's not going to show up i'm going to get sick or something or we're going to have more problems with the audio so i skipped your show here last night uh-huh. so that this would our recording would work out I guess I should be flattered. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and I don't I don't even that was a, that was the nicest reason to not come to my show. I think I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, I'm not I'm not even. It's true. Yeah. I honestly that's what went through my head last night. Actually, all week when I was like, should I go? Should I not? I'm not gonna fucking jinx this. I'm not gonna jinx because if I go and then sh- I'm gonna be so frustrated. Right. That, no, I don't want that to happen. Right, right, right. Even though, even though. 
in truth, they're not related. They have nothing to do but with each other. But we don't know. But we, hey. That's the thing. Yeah. We probably do know. But <laughs> here's what we... Here's I'm happy that you didn't come, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know if people are listening to this at yeah. some point. Yeah. If you're hearing me right now, then it worked. Then it worked, yeah. <laughs> then it worked. So uh, I, I, I would have liked to show up today and say, God, the, the, uh, your set last night was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know because I was here, but I wasn't here. Right. So I mean, we could pretend. <laughs> I normally pretend. How was it last night? Now you have to tell me. Last night was was good. Last night was good. Yeah, both Tuesday and Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, good crowds, fun crowds. They were, yeah, and the the rest of the acts are so strong too. So like they're like ready to they're ready to go by the time I'm up there. So it was great. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, I'll remind people that you have done this podcast twice before. Mm-hmm. Once was with Randy. Once with Randy. Yeah. Randy Lightkey, <laughs> your twin brother. That's right. Yeah, me and Randy. <laughs> and then uh, the other time was just over a year ago. I wrote it down here. Episode two thirty-five. February. Oh yeah, classic. 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 Episode. Right. Yeah. Everybody's people don't <laughs> people just refer to it as one thirty-five. <laughs> You say 135 are on the right yeah. crowds, and you know what they're talking yeah. about. In fact, it's not. It's so not long ago that it's still you're still in the same notebook. Oh wow! You're twice in the same notebook. I feel like I've said I said this on the last podcast too, but I'm sure you're gonna. There's gonna be something, and I'm gonna end up saying something that contradicts directly what oh, I said in the last did. podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like if you go through my series of podcasts, each time it's gonna be like, oh yeah, I really think we should have abortions. And then the next one be like, abortions really are terrible. And so I'm like, yeah, maybe we should get abortions. It's just like yeah. flip flopping. Hey, remember what we talked about last year? Well, I have I brought you a T-shirt. It says I love euthanasia because <laughs> that's you were so strongly you had that's such right, strong opinions right. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so I thought I'd bring you a gift. To but now I'm it. strongly opposed. It's weird. Uh, no, 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 no. We're gonna have to start this all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been up to? Like last time, mm-hmm. we you had just you had recently done that writing gig on the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah. With Tre- so Trevor Noah's Daily Show. That's right. Yeah. So I, I just got out and off of that, and then I I done uh, a, a season with Adam Ruins Everything before that. Yes. So that was like a lot of time in the writers' room. Uh, yes. And I just kind of shifted back to doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. So I was on the road quite a bit of last year, including Acme. Okay. Uh, and now I listened back to episode uh, 235. Okay. And, pe- and, uh, and people are telling me. No, um... And one of the things you talk about that of like towards the end of the episode, I asked you, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, how about recording? Going to be recording? You have any plans of recording anything soon? And you said, well, actually, I'm thinking about pl- trying to get this thing together, going out with other. And how did you describe them? Brown comics? Working with brown comics. And then I'm looking at your social media, and I think that actually happened. Oh, yeah. That's cool that it's so... Because I feel like a lot of times comics talk about, like, things that they want to do. And I remember I was listening to... I think it was Sarah Silverman and uh, on Seinfeld's uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. And she says, like, whenever she hears a comedian say, like, I want to do this, she's like, it's not going to happen. Oh. Right? It's either you're doing it, or you're not doing it. Yeah. Whenever you say I want to do it, it's not happening. Um, so I'm glad that it actually panned out. Uh, yeah, we we put together this show called American Born Desi Comics. So it was just like uh, for Indian American comics. And we, when when I came last time, I think we just gotten it off the ground. So we did kind of like a test run show, and then we did a show at Caroline's on Broadway uh, in August, and it was like sold out, so the New York Comedy Festival picked it up, so we did it in November again, awesome. again it was sold out, and then uh, we just ran it again, this time it was like two shows on a weekend in Caroline's, uh, just a couple weeks ago, and same deal, so yeah, it, it picked up in a way that was uh, very fortunate, yeah. Cool, well, um, who are the other guys? There's, Give them a mention. Uh, yeah, sure, Akash Singh, who's on MTV and Thushar Singh who has gone to India and he did like a documentary on Indian comedy that's going to come out later and then uh, Casey Aurora who's been on Fox and he's a yeah all great comics it's a, it's a cool lineup and then we also had like Aparna Nancharla who just had like a Netflix special Monrock who's going to be on Conan tonight oh yeah. wow yeah it's going to be uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great show yeah. oh very cool yeah how'd you meet all them we actually had a writer's 
group. We would meet once a week to flesh out like ideas and pitch jokes to each other and see like, oh, does this have any legs? That sort of thing. So we used to meet at a Whole Foods in New York City and okay. we had good enough chemistry. We were like, yeah, maybe let's do a show together, you know? So it just uh, it just kind of came together from there and yeah, got the ball rolling. Are the... Uh, <clears throat> When you guys were doing the, you were doing the show with other, in your words, brown comics. Mm-hmm. I like that you keep saying. Oh yeah, it. because if I say, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I give you permission. I Thank think you. it's all right. Uh, I have no authority to do it, but I'm going to give it to you. Do you know Solomon Giorgio? I yeah. I've, I've, uh, when I was in L.A., I know Solomon. Yeah. His uh, album is called homo negro supreme or something like that okay yeah you notice how i'm like <laughs> he was here on the podcast and uh-huh. he's like you can just say it i'm giving you permission <laughs> like i know i just uh, blah, blah. white guy doesn't yeah. know doesn't want to offend anybody yeah, yeah anyway um what percentage of the uh what percentage of the crowd is brown when you guys are doing that show i would say it's hard to tell I would say probably like 30 to 40. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe a but little bit. But not like 90. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Especially because, you know, it was a... Caroline's is in Times Square, so you get people who are kind of visiting or wanting to see comedy in New York, so they'll go out and you get like a mixed crowd out there, so you'll get like tourists from like all over. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Couple of Minnesotans, maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> could you could you call them out in the crowd? Would you be able to spot Minnesotans? Uh, they would be the ones who are like white and glowing, so probably. <laughs> yeah. You say that looking at me. Let's see what it, <laughs> the ones who are afraid to call us brown. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you're from Minnesota. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah next time uh if you ever are curious and who knows why you would be but uh yeah bring a copy of solomon's album and just have him read the title to you see if they <laughs> if they double that's pump the, like yeah, i did yeah that's the <laughs> test um harry anderson died this week were you did you ever watch night court i didn't watch night court i'm only no. mentioning that because he's a comedian and his name has come up on this podcast in the past he's a magician as well oh is, yeah. does he have roots in the area or no 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 just uh no no i wouldn't say that no but uh derek hughes is a comedian that's been a magician who does have roots here and he uh has spoken very highly of uh harry anderson in the past did you ever watch cheers he would have those uh he would come on there and he had an amazing role you gotta look those up it's interesting i so i grew up watching nick at night so i'd watch old shows but cheers hadn't entered into old enough at that point so i watched like i love lucy all in the family uh, no, I watched I Love Lucy and... Honeymooners? Um, what's that? The Honeymooners? Honeymooners wasn't on. It was the uh, Dick Van Dyke show, Mary Tyler Moore. Those were the shows that I grew up watching, which are like really... And, and then... Did you enjoy them? Yeah, I thought they were great. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, at that time there was only like three shows on television, right? Yeah. And if you're a comedy writer writing for that show, that means you're... the pretty much like the best comedy writer i've never thought of it that way but you're right because there's only like one gig and if everybody's yeah. going for it yeah you know? so uh it's, <laughs> yeah you're right those they're really fun like i think i love lucy still like holds up so well <laughs> that's amazing yeah i didn't expect to hear you say that today <laughs> <laughs> yeah were there shows that you weren't allowed to watch yeah, I mean, my my parents were kind of oddly strict about stuff. So there was like the nor like I didn't I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was younger because my mom thought it was like too adult. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> but she had like weird rules too. She didn't like me watching Rugrats because she was afraid I was going to start talking like the babies. What? So there were like odd shows that I was disallowed from watching, but. Uh, it's interesting that she knew enough about the, the show. I think, well, no, because I think she would just see like five seconds of it and make a very snap judgment and be like, nope, not this one. Not in this house. Yeah, no Rugrats here. That's funny. Yeah, that's a weird conservative. <laughs> but uh, I think I just used to like anything that was on in the evening time when I'd come home and be eating dinner, I was on TV, like Friends, Seinfeld. Yeah. Eventually, my mom was not going to like stop me from watching them. So yeah. I, I was watching them. So what you're saying is now you go back and watch Rugrats. Oh, I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right after this podcast. You can't stop it now. <laughs> yeah. I have them all memorized. 
I uh, was going back and do. I mean, we've talked about your like kind of where you started and your you know your history, uh, mm-hmm. your start in comedy. Mm-hmm. But I have more questions apart about something that we've just kind of glossed over, and that okay. is the uh, at heart. You went to Harvard, mm-hmm. graduated from Harvard. Okay. The um, the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. How long? Did you you worked there, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if like work, work is the you term. Contributed. Yeah, exactly. You were part of that. I was. I was part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a kind of a club that you have to, um, uh, not audition, but basically you have to submit writing packets to. Yeah, and then I want to know more about that. You want to know the process a little bit? Can you now? As I'm looking stuff, up, I'm looking stuff up on the internet. Mm-hmm. You go, you get to some spots, and they're like, "Oh, it's uh, we it's we don't talk about this, and it's behind closed doors." And yeah, it's it is interesting. There is like the the I mean, we it's called the castle, but it's uh, the building itself. The, the building itself that the the lampoon kind of works out of was built by like i don't even know how long ago but it's like this really cool architecture and people aren't allowed in there unless you're um you become a member of the lampoon or you're like an honored guest yeah um and then and then when you're a senior they have like parties and things so if you have friends who you want to come then only are they allowed into like the building itself. So it is kind of secretive in that sense. You were a freshman when you first. No, I got in my junior year. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I'm trying to think if I applied my freshman year or not. I don't think so. I think I think I tried out my sophomore year, and then I got on my junior year. How many? And you're saying got on. Yeah. How how many people are trying to be part of that? Do you Ooh, have any idea? I don't. I mean it. It's a pretty it's a pretty rigorous uh, process because they go through basically. I'm trying to remember what it was, but the first submission is like three three pieces, and then they weed out the people who aren't like gonna match the tone of the the magazine, and then you have to submit six pieces for the second round and who's judging them there is uh for the initial rounds there's like people who are on the literary staff there's like three boards there's the lit staff the business staff and the art staff because there's a lot of like cool like art in the in the magazine but um the lit staff there's like i want to say three people generally who are making those judgments in the initial rounds and then the final cut is everybody on staff i want to i'm trying to remember i think everybody on staff looks at like the final ones to make a decision i was reading stuff and i was this accurate they're like they'll literally like take whatever you you know the person turns in and write notes right on it yeah Yeah, right yeah yeah. so they it's a very formal process they have uh, office hours so when you're trying to it's called comp yeah right i had to look up like yeah comp is in competition i think it's i I think it's a yeah it's shortened for compete um but that's the that's like the harvard term for a lot of clubs like you're or are you comping the crimson like are you trying to get on staff on the crimson are you comping the lampoon okay so uh yeah if you're comping the lampoon uh for the lit staff they have office hours basically it's like i want to say it's once or twice a week if you bring in your pieces and you can go to like anybody who's in the in the building and show them the piece and they're gonna give you some critical feedback on it okay yeah i also learned that uh (laughs) Poonies? Is that a name? Is that a name that's? Ah, uh, I don't know. If you tell me. One. Is that like uh, you know poonie? people that work for uh, the Lampoon are known as Poonies? I read that. I'm not making this up. You tell me if that's accurate. I, so I, I should be uh, upfront. I was very much a delinquent when I got on staff. Oh, okay. So I got on staff and wrote for one of the parodies um but people who generally get on staff are pretty like enthusiastic about actually writing pieces okay i got on staff i wrote for one of the the parodies that my roommate who was on staff earlier um was the editor for so i i like contributed to that but i was like a terrible actual member of the lampoon (laughs) um 
So my my knowledge is even like shallower than what it should be. But okay, I do. It's all right. I don't think they're called poonies, or if they are, I hope that changes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. There's got it, it doesn't. It's yeah. There's got to be something better. These are bright people we're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, well, you <laughs> you would know, you would know. Um, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I well, there's one more thing I want. Well, then let's uh, let's hear you not have any knowledge of this last thing I'm going to ask about <laughs> in regards to it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like the people who are on staff, a lot of a lot of them did go on to pursue something in comedy, and a lot of them didn't, but. Uh, I think everybody was shocked that I was one of the people who did because I was like so uh, not involved after I had gotten on staff. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did they have class reunions? Well, they'll bring you back and you'd be like, what happened? To- what? We thought you were going to. They probably do have reunions that I don't even know about because I was so like plugged out of that system. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is from Wikipedia, so okay. this is a terrible source. The Lampoon is known for its bacchanalian parties, which can result in smashed plates and furniture. Ooh, okay. Now, now, now this is when you go, oh, yeah, I, I smashed a bunch of plates. Things got nuts. There were parties <sighs> you once know, a I year th- that, we were le- that are legendary. I, there, uh, there are parties that... <laughs> are legendary again i was so i think uh like i I was very like even even in college i didn't really party that way so like i think there was a history of the lampoon of the writers and stuff being very much like you know uh like they're the people who wrote animal house and Mm -hmm. stuff like that right so just chaos and cocaine that reigned in like the 80s and 70s but i think by the time i was there it wasn't that like there's like some wild parties but it's not what it was okay or maybe it was and i just didn't know about it <laughs> maybe they would like whatever every time i stepped out of the building they would start smashing stuff yeah right he's <laughs> <laughs> turn the lights off turn the lights off only guns here yeah. <laughs> but no their parties are cool I, um they, they have like especially they'll have like whenever they honor somebody a guest or something like that they'll have a nice dinner for them and have like a party for them okay yeah but you've never been to one of those. I have gone to them. I j- uh, I'm trying to remember which one I went to. They had like an SNL dinner. They had a Simpsons writers dinner that yeah. that I went to. These things have happened. I read about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could tell me. <laughs> I wasn't there though. For sure, I was not there. There's no way I was there. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I'd gone to those. Um, but yeah, they're you know it, again it, the the building itself is very beautiful. So it's a cool venue to have anything and did what's what, what what's the bird that's on the f- top of the uh, building do you know that i think it's an ibis yeah yeah, yeah. is that how you pronounce it ibis i think so yeah because I, I don't know i-b-i-s yeah, yeah. Ibis. I- ibis 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 i think it's like i think it has like roots for like egyptian uh mythology okay well there we go you don't have like an ibis tattoo or anything. Is that part of the initiation? I can't tell you. <laughs> there we go. Should have just said that all I along. Yeah, I'm making all this up. I uh, just to avoid answering questions. I was deeply involved in the organization and still am to this day. I, uh, I'm, I am absolutely fascinated by uh, Scientology. In that, I, it scares me. I would never like go there. Like. I know that it's not a real religion. Mm-hmm. I can say that from what I've learned and read and watched and stuff. I believe it's not. How do you religion. determine what's a real religion and what's not? Oh, well, that's that's a that's a deep question. Uh, just because I just I from what I've learned, I think it's a lot of coming out of some crazy guy's mind. Like what cults are. Uh uh-huh. um, I, I am. But the reason I want to let me just finish this. Okay. I just I want. I have tons of interest in. Like they have a building in St. Paul mm. that used to be the Science Museum of Minnesota when I was a kid. Okay, I but that's long gone. They've moved to a different location now. There's the Scientology Center. I want to go in there right. so badly. Yeah, but I don't want to join. No, mm. like I don't want to be you know in a room with another you know like so you know here's all the great things. But I'm but I want to go in so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, know. that's uh, it's kind of weird that that's like a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> now they're advertising on radio now, yeah. and it's like curious. Mm-hmm. We'll answer your questions. Like I am curious, but I'm not, you're not gonna suck me. I just want to know what's in that room. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what I recognize in here. Mm. Yeah, but I've but I feel like if but my, I guess my point is like I feel like if I went in there and asked the the real questions, like I feel like that I know that it would be like yeah maybe you. Heard that, but that's not true. Or we can't. We're not going to tell you about that. Are you talking Scientology? Yeah. Uh, oh, if you went in there, yeah. Hey, I don't. I don't know what the layers are, but I imagine they've got. You got to attain some level before they give you the secrets. The secrets. Yeah. Yeah. I just want the secrets. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want the secrets about Scientology, and I want the secrets about the poonies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe poonsters. No, nah, I don't poonsters. know. Poonsters. <laughs> Poon, I don't know. I saw on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. you you put something. Uh, you got a little attention at the airport, TSA. I did, yeah. They so when I uh, when I got out of uh, the airport and got into the hotel, I opened up my bag and there was uh, a note in it that said the TSA had gone through it and checked it out, and uh, everybody seemed to be okay with what I brought here. That's so, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you you wrote on Instagram, what was it? Proof I have a beard. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I feel like it was it was a very convoluted joke for Instagram, uh, but yeah, it was proof that I finally am a brown person with a beard. <laughs> they were like, "Yep, you gotta gotta check this guy's bag." <laughs> Your hair is about the same length as last time you were here, I think. I think the hair is about the same length that I had it when I was first here. Oh, your first year. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. second time around, I think it was short. Yeah. And now I have the long hair and a beard, which yeah. your podcast listeners will be familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> it's still you, though. I know it's still you. It's still me. Yeah. It's still you. Yeah. Um, what uh, are they... I don't even know if I should be asking this, but I'm going to anyway. Okay. Has the Comedy Cellar in New York been pushing some of you guys to promote the Comedy Cellar in Vegas? Well, they... Which they, I don't I have anything against, yeah. but I've noticed that like you and some other people have been like, hey, there's a Comedy Cellar opening in Las Vegas. Right. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, they, they were... Basically, when they opened up, they wanted us to let people know that... It's it's opening up, so I know that like uh, me and a lot of the other people who work at the comedy cellar uh, kind of promoted it, and I I think it's a good thing. I think it'll yeah. be a a great venue in Vegas, which doesn't have like a traditional club like that. Like it's got like the bigger um, like theaters and things like that for like big names, but I, in terms of like a traditional club, I think there might be one other. But yeah, there's cool. there's one for sure. I've gone to yeah. the um. The like Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Yes, like I went there a little over a year ago. Yeah, saw a show. Um, but this uh, this is like from what I saw of it, it basically mirrors what the cellar is like in New York in oh, terms okay. of its interior and the way they're running it. So, uh, fingers crossed, it'll go well because you know they're one of the clubs that seem to know what they're doing and treat comics the right way. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere you get on a lot in New York? Yeah, well, I think after uh, Louis showed it on the show, it... I mean, it was already, like, you know, well-established, but after 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 Louis, it became very much known. Mm -hmm. And so there was a huge demand for shows, so they opened up additional rooms, and they have, like, a lot of shows. I want to say on a weekend, they've got, like, 9 or 10. If not more, maybe it's 11, 12. Nice. Yeah. And so um, as a result, more shows, I would say, than any of the other clubs in the city. So just as as a fact of... Spots that are yeah. available. Well, I suppose. I'm there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also like you know, it's a it's a it's a great place to be able to per- perform in. Very cool. Yeah. Much like Acme. It's there like, you go. Yeah. All this is just a. I'm trying to get you. Push you <laughs> okay. Now tie that into Acme. <laughs> we uh, let's talk about you've been walking around with the camera. We talked briefly before we started recording. Yeah. Is this a new hobby or what? Are you, so what are you doing with that fancy camera? <laughs> All right. We already. You already had a camera. You have a phone with the camera. Why do. do you need a fancy camera? Well, I, I, I was explaining this before, but my dad has this camera, and he uses it primarily 
during we have a Christmas Eve party, and it's a very nice camera. But basically, he takes it out. Uh, on that day, takes pictures of it, and then it's not used for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I confiscated it <laughs> and have been trying to learn how to use it. I wanted to basically, I, t- I wanted to film some sketches. So uh, apparently, DSLRs, those are like beautiful ways to film sketches now. So I started messing around with it, and I, you know, it's it's a very powerful piece of equipment, and you get to learn how to use it, and it's fun to actually like develop and make something. So yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been trying to walk around with it in the city. Take some pictures as much as I can. Get comfortable with it. Where are these sketches? Have you done any already? Where are these sketches are gonna? Yeah, end no, up? I, I I filmed one and we're pretty pretty much fine. I finished the edit of that one. I want to maybe film two more and then release them together so that there's like a little bit of a. Um, it's more than just like a one-off. Okay. Um, but the hope is to connected. Do... Are they connected at all? Is it a... mm, I I don't know about that. I think. I think the the common thread will be much like you know like my stand up. It'll be kind of like observational or things that I think are funny. Okay, but I I think there'll be some of it. I wanna I wanna feature South Asian comedians and actors and actresses as much as I can. I think that'll be a cool thing. Um, so that that should be a commonality in it. But uh, aside from that, uh, there isn't there isn't much other than they should be funny and they should be short yeah <laughs> funny and short yeah okay hey i just uh you were earlier you were saying that one of the guys that you've been working with has done a documentary about comedy in india yeah 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 what can you share anything about that it's like yeah well so he went out to because, let me just say because you know do you know about the one that was made you know that acme backed about comedy in in asia yeah i, I was told about that yesterday okay i haven't seen it yet though. oh you need to watch that yeah i i friend needs to watch that and you should watch it's so good yeah so good what, really what's, what's the name of it again i need you to kill i need you to kill okay um this is uh so india is experiencing a comedy boom basically okay and my buddy uh tushar singh went out there to explore the scene and I, you know i think initially it was going to be exploring the comedians out there and it was also going to kind of follow him trying to do stand-up out there because he's done stand-up he was based out of atlanta lived in la for a while lives in new york now so he's you know a, a established enough comedian but not in india at all yeah so it followed him and I, you know he interviewed like russell peters when he was there bill burr was out there so he interviewed bill burr okay um and it hasn't come out yet they're still uh, editing it yeah. but uh, it should come out it'll be it'll be interesting to okay. see what, what the final the yeah. final product well the one this i need you to kill it took some amount of like it was several years before people were able to see it yeah, so, yeah. it's I, I mean i think this this is similar where it's been in the works and i don't know how much like manpower they have had behind it like similar it's, yeah it's Very you know it's similar. kind of like an independent project mm-hmm. with a, a couple of like a small team so um but I think India is really fascinating in terms of its comedy out there right now. Have you been? No, it's so one of the things that me and the other guys who we do that show with want to do is go out to India uh and then maybe do something similar where we kind of like record ourselves tr- trying to learn the scene and uh maybe do some stuff out there. So, I definitely want to make oh, a, make sh- a trip out there. Yeah, and, you should do that. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be really interesting to watch. Yeah, I think now especially with like, you know, the Netflix and just kind of the universality of the internet and how how it's like spread all comedy everywhere around the world, people are very familiar now with American style stand up. Do you think are you on the radar of people in India within comedian? India? Yeah, um, I, well, I, I definitely got followers when I was on Last Comic Standing, and then there was a time. This was like a year or two after Last Comic Standing aired in America. It re-aired in India because I definitely got like Twitter bumps, and people were like, "Oh, I just saw you on Last Comic Standing." I was like, "That was years ago." Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I think they are. They're from, and again, YouTube and everything. Well, yeah. Right. Once once that's there, and I think people who are comedy fans out there, if they see a brown name, they're gonna they're gonna check it out. Especially you know, like a Conan set or a mm-hmm. Colbert set, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is there do, do family or close friends of yours? Is there a nickname? Like, is there a shortening of a Lingon? Uh, I don't know. So it's interesting. In um, I don't, have you ever read or heard of the movie The Namesake? It was uh, 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a book written by Chumpa Lahiri, who won like the Pulitzer at a very young age. But okay. uh, she talks about basically kind of the community that that I grew up in in Massachusetts, and uh, it's like Indians, but we're from a part of India called Bengal. Uh-huh. And within our culture, you're given a name, but you're also given a daknam, which is a nickname. Oh. So nobody actually calls you by your name within the family. Everybody calls you by this oh. daknam. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Like, white people are the ones that call me a lingon, but Indians, <laughs> they're like, that's a very hard name. We are not calling you that. <laughs> that isn't fair at all. No, no, it's not. Why and don't then, you let, yeah, okay. White people, listen up. Go ahead. You you want to you want to know. So uh, within the the jokes on us. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't be. This is like the lampoon. I'm revealing yes, secrets. I know. <laughs> secrets. I shouldn't be. Secrets coming. Um, but uh, within the family, for the most part, again, everybody kind of gets uh, their own choice of what they get to call you a little bit. But uh, within my family, for the most part, uh, I'm called. So my brother is called. Uh, his full name is Abishkar, but he's known as Good which is uh, like a Bengali pronunciation of good because he was very good as a baby. They thought like first baby is going to be hell and he was just like a very good baby. So he's known as good. Okay. And That's I'm, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm the younger younger one. So the Bengali word for small is or young is like choto. So I'm chut, which is a der- derivation of that. Yeah. So that's what, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, nobody, no, like none of my cousins would call me like a lingon. Be <laughs> absurd. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad I asked that. Um, huh? Shoot. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think I read somewhere. Didn't you say that? Uh, what is the meaning of like? How did your parents come up with? Yeah, it's a Bengali word that isn't, it's not a popular, like, commonly used word, but it means embrace, a lingon. Embrace. okay. Yeah. Embrace, embrace. Did you, uh, another thing that you and I talked about the last time you were here, which surprised me, is that you, uh, your family had Patriots tickets at one point, and then you go to games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go to any games this past season? We yeah we we went to we went to playoff game and I just actually came back from uh, Boston this past weekend. Me and my brother we went to uh, game one of the Celtics series. Dude. So it was like the overtime game, and it was kind of actually. So I had to drive back to New York for a spot at the cellar, and we had mapped out the time and then it went into overtime and we were like god ugh, like i don't know if i because the weather was supposed to be bad and the drive was going to take time but we we're like all right one overtime if it goes to two we, we got to leave yeah but uh they they were able to pull it out in one overtime so uh, we made it back to the cellar in time on top of that but yeah it was a good day wow wait how much what time was your uh spot at the cellar was yeah. at 10 p.m the game was at one so it ended around f- by the time we got out it was four so i need to get from boston to new york on a sunday oh, it was an afternoon game it was a, yeah it was at one o'clock oh, okay. yeah otherwise I was thinking it was a night game how what time would you go on like <laughs> three in the morning or yeah, something three, yeah, yeah exactly. okay okay yeah yeah jeez that's awesome yeah yeah so what's your favorite out of all the uh, sports I am. I'm a. Uh, I'll, I'll follow. So my brother went to Duke for uh, college. So he's a co- lawyer, if I remember. He's a lawyer. Yeah. So college basketball is. I think like the team that I most consistently follow would be like Duke basketball. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I growing up I played tennis. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like every like brown kid does that. <laughs> I thought it was soccer. No. Yeah, maybe. But if you if you look at like a tennis team in a well, Minnesota's got quite quite a lot of Indians, I think. Um, if oh, lo- uh, especially where I live near uh, 3M. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, a lot, yeah, of, yeah. a lot of engineers. Yeah, if you look at like their high school tennis teams, it, you're gonna find a lot of Indian people oh, okay. for some reason because I think it's like a non-violent sport. <laughs> <laughs> so like it aligns with their belief systems. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you don't have to be like physically imposing, which Indians generally aren't. So <laughs> that's a good sport for us. Were you any good? I was 
yeah, I was good enough. I was good enough. Like I, I was pretty like disciplined about it, so I was good enough. No, but I'm not athletic, so that's always going to be a limitation in sports. Sure. Yeah. Uh, did you? Do you have a good uh, Super Bowl story? Did you have to go do anything special to watch your team not win this? Yeah, we went home. So we went. Uh, my brother and I, we went up. Uh, to Massachusetts to watch it. Um, I mean, I don't feel bad for you. You've you've experienced so much more winning than we have here, so I don't. Yeah, it might, don't so my, my cousin actually lives uh, in the city, so he was he was like, if you guys are planning to come in, uh, just let me know. But we we like to watch it at home in in Massachusetts if we can. It's kind of obnoxious to say that, like, oh, we like to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> we like to watch. You no, know, we have to, we like to watch our Ours. team in the, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl at, at home. home. Yeah. Oh, because it happens so it happens often. That's all what you're the time. Saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one. I mean, it's it's frustrating. It's definitely a, it was a, like a winnable game. It just seemed like the defense, you know, just wasn't able to get 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 it done in the way that they were able to before. Did you see uh, the Stormy Daniels? Uh, the she described the person who. Uh, was going to maybe attack her back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And have you seen this sketch? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it looks like Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I think, I think you know, the Patriots, or at least I know like Robert Kraft is like a Trump supporter. Um, so... But that's a uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's sent Brady out. To Literally, like when we get done here, if you uh, do the Google like news search of Tom Brady, that will be the number one story. Probably is that's that the sketch <laughs> looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't know if it's true or I don't know what's true. Yeah, I watched. Um, the uh, I've now watched uh, the both seasons of Crashing. Okay. On HBO. Yeah. You watch it at all? I've seen the part of the first episode. Okay, so no, <laughs> <laughs> not not enough. Yeah. Well, at one point in the show, there uh, they show when Pete has to. He's trying to get stage time. He's going out. He's in New York, yeah. and they're sending him out on the corner mm-hmm. with you know flyers to go to the show and yeah, then and parking if, parking and if he gets enough people to come, then he gets some stage time. Did you ever have to do anything like that? The only time I experienced something like that was the first open mic I did in Boston was a bringer and that basically means like you have to bring people to the show and I did not know that so when I got there the person who was running it was like where's your two people people? and I was like what do you mean by that and they were like well if you want to get up you have to two people so I went out on the street and basically brought in two people so that I could perform Um, or I brought in one I got my brother to come (laughs) And then I brought in one. Yeah, Did he so. make you buy him a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was good about it. Yeah, but uh, that was that was the only time I've I've had to like quote unquote bark like that. Okay. Um, but it's a uh, yeah. I do I do remember going to New York and being in Times Square and there were people on the street just hawking tickets and a lot of them don't know stand up comedy. So I remember asking like who's on the show and they would just say like. It's like, um, who's the, who's the what's his name? Craig Robinson, the guy who's on. He was on the, the office. office, yeah. Um, but he was he was not doing stand up in the in the like the area at that time. But they would just say like, oh yeah, you know, we've got people from the office. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> well, they kind of did that on Crashing. Oh, really? Like uh, Dov Davidoff is a guy yeah. on the show that runs the club. Okay, and he's telling people like, just tell him, tell him Jerry Seinfeld's going to be here. Yeah. Get him in the fucking door, all yeah. right? Tom yeah, yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. It is bizarre how many times you'll go into a club in New York, and there are people who don't even like, like English isn't their first language, or if it is, it's not like a language that they have a full grasp of, which is <laughs> weird because that means they don't have a full grasp of their first language. But <laughs> yeah, you, you're just performing in front of people, and you're like, well, I guess you wanted this. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, You've have you ever performed just for one person? I've done a show for two people 
on multiple occasions, but I never a show for one. Wow! Uh, but in Boston, where I started, there was a there was a show called Nightcap in Improv Boston, which is on a, at eleven thirty on Fridays and Saturdays at the time. Basically, anybody who went to the improv show before could stick around for a free stand up comedy show. Oh, and most of them would not. Uh, I would say ninety five percent did not. <laughs> Um, and, but there were times when like nobody would stick around and then like some people would come just for that show. So oh. it was like two people yeah. and I would always like, if I was, if I was hosting the show, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it because why not? You know, these people are here and it's going to be, it was always a loose show anyway. Yeah. We were working out new stuff. It was just like getting words out in front of people. So it puts pressure on them. On to, the people? To keep sitting there, doesn't it? it? Well, oh, to keep sitting there, yes, yeah. that's for sure. Um, and also, like, they have to be focused. Like, yeah. They can't, they can't lose focus. So if, the more people you have, the less pressure on each individual. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, the, have you heard that psych study where they have, um, uh, what's it called, tug of war? Where they've got mul- how, many, how many people on the team? So they'll have a, they'll have a, they'll have like, I don't know, let's say it's like five people uh, doing tug of war uh-huh. and they'll measure how much uh, weight is being pulled, right? Uh-huh. And you take five people and you divide it by five and then you'll have just one person and they're pulling and then you see that when it's like five people, they pull much less oh, yeah. individually okay. than they would if it's just one person. Sure, sure. That's basically what's going on with the crowd. It's a tug of war out there. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. That's a good analogy. I like that. Um, what else should we talk about before I cut you loose here? Is there anything else we should be mentioning? I'm going through my notes here, checking the time. We talked about the TSA loving your beard. We talked about what you don't know about Harvard Lampoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, oh, here's a question I wrote down ever use a fake name to avoid confusion <laughs> but that's we kind of already covered that did we well i mean just the well do you have a good answer for that do you have an answer for that do you ever use a di- different name like let's say you're going to get a cup of coffee somewhere where they write your name on a cup oh do you just say steve oh no i've never done steve i say my last name if it i'm trying to think i'll probably and i've probably in the past just used like a ridiculous joke name if i'm with a buddy of mine just to get the reaction from the friend Mm -hmm. but never just to avoid having my name said okay i'll use my last name to do that i got a friend that does that too just to be a wise ass even like when we're at arby's getting you know fast food yeah yeah. name please and he'll yeah he'll make something up yeah and his name's al Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) common names ever uh what anything else you're working on that we should be mentioning i mean you got you got your your camera and some sketches got some um, sketches gone got any writing stuff for anyone besides yourself or not really i i have been like writing these sketches more recently and i do like that as a format i used to like not really I, I was very much like a stand-up stop where I'd be like, if it's good enough, it should be stand-up. Sure. <laughs> but ever since I started like doing this like sketch stuff, I've been watching like uh, SNL and a lot of like Key and Peele, and okay. and just being like impressed as that as as a medium to do comedy in and get like a, an idea. I do think it's like a really cool cool way to do it. Um, Jim Belushi, or uh, pardon me, John Belushi mm-hmm. was uh, Harvard um, Lampoon, correct? I don't think so. Or not? Or no? But he was worked with those guys. He worked uh, with those guys. Because yeah, of yeah. The writers, the blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. This is almost completely unrelated, but I'm just going to ask this anyway. Okay. Animal House, great yes. movie or overrated? I haven't seen it. <laughs> this is that's not one of the options. I know this is part of the reason I was such a delinquent. <laughs> wow! I gotta. I really gotta up my game. Um, next time I'm here, I will be proficient not proficient just completely on like any question you have about the lampoon i'm gonna nail it i'll tell you the history i'll tell you all about the ibis i'm really gonna dig deep next time there's also a uh, movie on netflix about the national lampoon guy (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um and i think they go into doug kenny i want to say yes yeah Yeah. um i think they go i haven't watched it but well i haven't either but that shouldn't come as a surprise at this point (laughs) i know you have (laughs) (laughs) i think they just had like a somebody told me they like a 60 minutes on the lampoon recently as well like oh. uh 
I, I really, that, that might not be true. I want to. I just want to. Uh, before we go here, just because you said that your opinion has changed on sketch, uh-huh. you might find this interesting. They, okay. uh, this is a brand new. Uh, they did a. They doesn't matter who they is. A survey was done, mm-hmm. and people rated the types of comedy that they like. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll go from one to ten. One. I just want to wait, get... wait, wait. Top ten? Yeah. Oh, you got to go bottom up on this. Oh, one. Bottom up. Okay. Well, ten <laughs> was nothing. They find nothing funny. Okay. Nothing's funny. Number nine, uh, going up to the best toilet humor. Okay. Okay. Uh, eight is uh, cringeworthy, awkward, and embarrassing situations. <laughs> okay. Seven, improv. <laughs> this is really funny because these are. One is like a category of comedy, and one is a style of comedy. But let's let's run with it. Okay, number seven, improv. Yep. Six. Six. Sketch comedy. Sketch comedy. Yep. Five impressions. <laughs> oh man, that must hurt the improv people quite a bit. That impressions has gone above them. Four. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Controversial or taboo subjects. Ooh. Okay. Number three, uh, Mike Kaplan. <laughs> number two, number three is wordplay. Okay. Oh my God! Really, wordplay is that high? Oh God. Okay. Two observations on the comment. news. Okay. Number one, observations on everyday life. Oh, okay. So stand-up comedy didn't make the cut. Not not just simple stand-up comedy. No. No. Is that, what like you, that, is that what you do? I like that I was ripping on improv because they were below impressions, and stand-up comedy is not even on this list. But uh, okay. Well, so. I mean, observations, I think that falls under the... Umbrella of umbrella stand up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would think. if you could print this list out for me, I'm going to change up my act based entirely on what the people want. <laughs> that That's why I'm here. Because yeah. <laughs> right now I do a lot of number 10. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, last night's show was a 10. Uh, by that, I mean I laughed at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's uh, some new stuff for you to concentrate on, and uh, we'll see if, what things cha- if things change within a year or so whenever you get back here. Yeah, it's been a very productive podcast for me. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, no, seriously, thank you so much. Um, I'm a big fan and continued success, and uh, people should follow you on social media. Yeah, I have a camera now, so they can follow me on Instagram. See? I think I, oh God, I'm at Alingon Mitra, so good luck. It's A-L-I-N-G-O-N-M-I-T-R-A. Uh, Twitter, I, I don't know, do you, do you use Twitter much? Um, yeah, yeah, no. Do I use any of them a lot? No. No. Honestly, my social media use is so sporadic. It'll get be really heavy around the time of the week I do the podcast and the yeah. few days after, and then maybe on the weekend if I'm in a good mood and see something funny. Otherwise, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like non-existent. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've been liking Instagram and Facebook. I'll use to, uh, on occasion as well. Uh, but Twitter, I feel like I was really kind of... I'll I'll retweet like if I'm doing some shows, but for the most part, I've I haven't like posted jokes on there in a little while. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of people who were following me for no reason. <laughs> a lot of bots. Yeah, right. A lot of bots. <laughs> All right, bots, come out to Acme and see the show. That's yes. our message. That's a good message. That's a good man. Mike Kaplan and his bots. That's who you're referring to, right? This is this is going out only to him because <laughs> last week's one didn't go out to anybody and we're slowly just bringing it back. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. It's on our podcast.